Hello, and welcome to another episode of Coach Lab Coffee Chat. Uh, we thought this morning that we would talk about business development as an entrepreneur, uh, which can be challenging for sure. It's challenging once you get into the work to remember to do it, and it's challenging to do it anyway because nobody really loves selling themselves. So, um, Brian, Tess, things that have worked for you? Um, or, or how you get clients, what works the best for you? Yeah, it's referral every time, really. I mean, there used to be, you know, a world of networking <laughs> and, and go to events and, you know, whether it's your local chamber or whatever it can be, right? And that was one way you meet people, but it isn't necessarily developing the business. I don't think so. I mean, it's, and in HR, it's not obvious because HR is not a revenue generating line item it's a, it's always an expense but it yeah. actually is you get a return on investment eventually but not everyone has it obviously budgeted so i have had to wait to gain clients maybe a year or two down the road because i know them they know me they know they need my services but they're not ready yet so that, i didn't really answer the question lindsay <laughs> No, you said referral. Yeah. Well, yes. I think that's, yeah, that is the case for me. What about that, you, Brian? That's, that's been the case for me too. Effectively, everything that that I've done has been people I already knew before or somebody that I worked with before telling someone else, like it's all, it's almost all come to me. Um what I wonder, you know, for the benefits of everybody listening is if it is that the case for everybody, or are there probably a lot of entrepreneurs out there who do something more active, who are engaged in some form of business development where they're putting themselves out there, uh, especially in the early stages. I think yeah. in the early stages of any business, you, you have to put yourself out there. You, people have to know that you're available before they start referring people to you. So how, I mean, thinking back to the early stages, what did you do? I think the early stages is such a valuable time because you leave a job, you announce that you're going out on your own. So you get all this like automatic marketing of yourself. Um, and to, for me, that was just a period of things falling in my lap, left, right and center. Cause they were like, oh, wow. Like she, she could do you know, X, Y, or Z for us. And now she's available. Um, so I've always coached people going out on their own to capitalize on that first kind of announcement and make sure that they know what they're doing and that they put it out there. So everybody knows. Um, I actually, interestingly, most of my business has also come from referrals. I have a couple clients right now uh, that are the result of a prospecting push that I did when things were looking bleak and I was just like, I got to get on this. Um, I started my career in sales at Tourism Whistler. So, you know, sales is not foreign to me. Selling myself, I can't stand. Um, but there's a process to sales, right? And it is all follow-up, follow-up, follow-up. So, um, you know, in the case of one of the clients, it was um, actually two of them were referred, but or one of them was referred, but in kind of a roundabout way. So one of them was referred by a recruiter who, you know, knew this person who was looking for a contract. I met with her two years ago, three years ago, didn't get the contract at that point. It's then come back and now I have it. 
Um, the other one was pure prospecting. I had worked in healthcare um, with a couple of a clinic um, on their customer experience and their marketing. And I decided, okay, I'm going to go after healthcare clinics, private healthcare clinics across the country. I ended up cold calling um, a pediatric clinic. The woman did the marketing. She handled the marketing. She was like much like an outsourced marketing individual herself. She did their marketing. She ended up leaving two years later and referred them at that point. So you never know. And I think the dis the struggle or the challenge with with prospecting is exactly what Tess said. They're not going to need you right the second because they're not thinking like, hey, I need a marketing person. They will come back to you years later. Like these people are both prime examples of years later. Um, so that would be my one thing. I think you have to force it. In my opinion, you have to force yourself to do those calls and to put yourself out there. And then the other one is the referrals. I mean, even if you're going after a piece of business or a, a client and you know someone who knows someone, that in and of itself, right? Like Brian and I are perfect example. So I I came across an RFP this week. Brian knows the person. So that was an intro. And now we're talking. So you, you absolutely have to have a network, which I always think is so hard for younger people or people who are early in their careers or not super senior in what they do where do they do they have that network like that makes it more difficult right they're probably doing more straight cold call business development yeah i was gonna say that the the referral piece is not just automatic we're all saying that that's how most of our our work comes to us yeah. but creating the the infrastructure or the network or whatever it is for those referrals to happen is not effortless. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm lousy at selling myself. And to your point, Lindsay, with the whole, like having your people, having your network and having colleagues at all, um, it's almost a, to me, the foundation, you're so right. It's the foundation to get the referrals. It's the foundation to just, because if you can just, there's a big, to me, I find a big difference between talking to a stranger and trying to sell what I do versus yeah. just talking amongst colleagues with like, here's what, oh, what do you do? What do I do? What do you do? Like all of that. And that's, I find that less painful <laughs> than, than the actual cold call, all those things, like in the way early, way early days when I was trying to do that, it was just, oh, I was, I was debilitated. Like couldn't, yeah, well, and make that phone call was really difficult for me. So really for other people, it comes naturally. Well, and I don't, yeah, I don't know how naturally it comes to people when it's yourself that you're selling, right? I think that's, that's hard for anybody, unless there's probably something strangely wrong with you. But I think, <laughs> hard um, for a narcissist. Right? And if you're a total narcissist, you're not super comfortable with that. But it's always, I mean, I've always looked at sales as a way to help somebody. So for me, as long as I can keep that in my head, that helps me be able to quote unquote sell. I mean, I sold Whistler as a resort destination for large conferences. That's not a hard thing to do, right? You're basically you're just right. out there helping like, hey, here's what we could do for you. And that's all you're doing with yourself too, right? See, like, I found, let's I, talk I kind about of, your, yeah. Let's I, talk about your challenges. And then can I help you? It can be a conversation. It doesn't have to be so salesy. Yeah, see, I started to, I swayed my, um, as opposed to telling myself, okay, you got to go sell you. 
I started to approach it as um, just educating people. I found in in the end, it wasn't so much my standing there in front of someone trying to give them my 30 second elevator pitch. It was the education piece of event. There is an eventuality that you will need human resources. Why will you need that? Because of X, Y, and Z. And it's usually about wanting to be compliant. It's about valuing your people and that's educating them so that they just walk away and think about it. So I started to sort of sway how I approached selling me. I say that in air quotes, um, as opposed to that whole thing. So I, I, I wanted to not be selling someone something as in, this is why you need me. No, it's this, this is why you need human resources. You may never actually use me. <laughs> but, but it's no different. It's no different to like social media or selling a brand, right? Like what do we tell people now? We tell people to add value, right? Don't go and say like, create a post saying, this is what I do. And this is how great I am. Go and create a post that says, are you struggling with this? Here's how you solve the problem. And that's exactly the same when you sell yourself, right? What is the challenge and how can I help you? It's, I always approach potential clients as more of like a, I'm here to support, not pay me and I'll take over. Now, you see, I think a big piece of it, Brian, is you and the finance, because I'll be honest, like I said, like HR, not revenue generating, but people I've had to teach them, look at your numbers. How many people can you afford? Like it is still down to budget. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you've got to establish the need and a lot of people just don't get it. Um, But I think it's, it's a funny scenario where when you're the one who teaches somebody about there being a need their next question is like oh well do you know someone who does that well yeah i'm standing here right in front of you telling you looking at her yeah that i totally get that that's so funny so so what what process what can we teach people today as in you know you just mentioned the social media piece like how important is that now for business development because we're not going to networking events is that the way we're networking now is that our new hybrid i think it depends what you do right again if you have a refer- if you have a network i'd just be connecting with people in your network for me i mean i tell companies all day long how to do their social media look at bolding social media they're in any uh, it's, not, it's not how people are finding their next marketing agency, right? Like that's not, it, it's a waste of time for me on LinkedIn thought leadership and that kind of stuff and commenting on that stuff that works to generate. Um, but no one's looking on Instagram for their next favorite marketing agency. What I think works if you're going to be diligent about it is HubSpot. You can sign up for a free account on HubSpot. You can trace yourself. So I, you know, I learned this at Tourism Wizard. I actually remember my director of sales at the time. I was a lowly marketing coordinator. And I remember my director of sales at the time saying, you know, I've taught the way that you did it to so many other people because it was diligent. You have to set traces. So every account you put in there, you enter the account, you enter the contact, you write every note from every conversation or every email, and then every contact has a trace. So you don't lose anybody. You're always following up, following up, following up. And then that like, hey, I've bugged you three times. Would you like me to go away? Email is also good. So then you're not wasting your time, right? If somebody has no use for you, but you have to get comfortable with rejection and it's not rejection of you. It's yeah. just They're busy. They don't need your services. It's not about you. They don't know you. So they're not rejecting you. But I think that's the hard piece for a lot of people. Yeah, I I get it. Totally get that. Um, 
So I think the one other thing is, you know, circling back to your network piece and utilizing it, you've got to keep top of mind with your network. So, you know, I think LinkedIn is a great tool because if you yeah. keep putting yourself out there on LinkedIn, you'll keep popping up in your network's minds as somebody who is out there doing this and available and somebody that yeah. they can refer to. Yeah. I like that they started the, um, that you can on your profile photo, you can actually say open to work that they, you know, that initiative happened and, uh, and I used that and, you know, and to your point, they're getting comfortable with like, you're literally soliciting in the middle of social media by having that there, but you're chucking yourself out there with, yeah, like I'm open to work. Anyone just needs small contracts, big contracts, don't care, like, but open to work. And I thought that was actually really valuable. And it was for me, for sure. Yeah. And Brian's point is a good one, right? Like people have to remember that you're out there in order to refer you. And so that's a super valuable. And that's back to my point of when you leave a job and first go out on your own, it's like, wow. Uh, but people are seeing that. And so they're seeing that on LinkedIn or they're hearing about it. And so you just have to kind of keep that going. Like, cool things you've worked on or you know there's ways to sell yourself without selling yourself like I'm so happy to be working on this project or you know favorite clients and you know all that stuff there's ways to do it without being super salesy there's also people who are just straight up here's what I do call me if you need help mm -hmm. and that's okay too that's okay too right yeah call to action right I mean we kind of we forget that it could be as simple as just yeah I have I have solutions for you yeah. that's, the, that's yeah. the call to action if you're struggling call me let's have a 10 minute conversation you know it can be phrased that way um yeah I think you know it's 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 getting over it in your head that's the problem with sales I think for most entrepreneurs unless you're selling a product if you're selling yourself as a consultant um I think that can be a big challenge for people yeah I totally agree I totally agree. I wish I could, I wish when I look back seven years ago, I, I, I wish I didn't feel as nervous about it at the time. Um, because you're right. I completely crossed the wires on it's personal, not professional. So it was yeah. just that moment where, Oh, are they going to like me? Are they going to like what I do? Are, like all of those things. And it just literally taken it to heart as opposed to separating the emotion. Well, and you get into that, you know, am I any good at this mindset? And like, right, all that starts to creep in when you keep getting no's. Um, and so I think, you know, again, I'm not into the woo-woo stuff, but part of it is you got to pump yourself up before you go do it and know that you're good at what you do. So, you know, I think, I think Teresa, I think it was on one of these uh, recordings that Teresa talked about her brag bank, right? So she goes through that. She has this yeah. like pineapple full of things that she's done and she's proud of and so when she needs the confidence she goes through that and that's a great if that works for you awesome yeah I for me you know in those times early days where it got a little desperate and I was like oh god how am I going to pay the mortgage <laughs> yeah that can come across too right so you have to again it's funny that I'm the woo-woo one of the group now but <laughs> uh we it, like you have to have the right energy. So this energy of abundance and put it out there. And it's so true when things are going well, more stuff falls in your lap. Yeah. When it's a struggle, yeah. 
it, it somehow comes across. So you've got to find a way. You know, I, I'll tell you this as a tip or a trick for folks, if they're listening, um, is to schedule in each week that one hour. And then, you know, so you're not freaking out every week with like, when am I going to get around to this? Yeah. Have that one hour with, and, and you know that, okay, I know I have to make three phone calls or I have to send five emails and they're and, just cold yeah. calls, emails, whatever it is. Yeah. And you know, this is my time to do it. And then I was able to get over myself with the nerves because I just knew this is when that's going to happen this week. And I, it was guaranteed. You don't make it Friday afternoon, right? No yeah, one, right. No one wants a sales call on a Friday afternoon. Like I would say, don't do it Mondays. Don't do it Fridays. Do it like a Tuesday morning. Tuesday or Thursday I found was uh, yeah. ideal. hundred percent. And then do your research too. Like this is kind of sales 101, but do your research about the business. Know what the business is about. Know, you know, if it's marketing, here's how I could help you. Uh, here's something I think that you should be doing. Have you thought about it? Let's chat about it, right? Well, like, lure we, the I mean, we said at the beginning that the the way to create opportunities for yourself is to demonstrate the need. And without doing your research, without knowing a company or knowing a target, you'll never be able to truly yeah. illustrate to them what their needs are. Yeah. Um, I would also, another tip and trick, I would always go back to past clients because they've actually been more than once a client. Do you know what I mean? They, it's about just checking back in. How is, how is it going? Do you need more help? Do you find, do you need more solutions? Yeah, actually I need help with this, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. so past clients have, have become current clients for me, for sure. So the checking back in on those is, I think as large a part of it, as opposed to just cold call to new people. Absolutely. The number of times you hear, oh, you do that too? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, I can't believe like we're already at the end of our podcast this week and we could keep talking about this, I think for a long time. <laughs> yeah. It's a big topic for sure. For yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, well, thanks Brian and Lindsay. And uh, thanks for listening folks. Subscribe if you like, and uh, we'll have another episode for you next week. Thanks.